In preparation for today's message, we shall be reading from the book of Matthew, chapter 6, verses 16 to 18. Again, that is Matthew, chapter 6, verses 16 to 18. And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Good morning. Our God is good. So today we continue on the series break. Soon we'll be studying the book of Galatians. And uh, last week, we, or Dr. Steve, preached on the sermon entitled Warning Versus Hypocrisy with a focus on giving, how not to give and how to give. And it's within the context of, uh, within the Sermon on the Mount, and the Sermon on the Mount I is often called uh, the Kingdom Living or Kingdom Values. And... Um, we will continue on the chapter 6, but instead of going through the next one, the how to pray that Jesus taught, we're going to jump lower, which is in verses 16 to 18. And he warned against the hypocrisy in fasting. Before, it was a warning against the hypocrisy in giving, where people acted like hypocrites, and the disciples were warned not to be as the hypocrites or the actors, religious pretend pretenders who give but so that others may see. So, and he said, do not make an announcement of the good things or the morality you do, but allow the Lord to see it, the Father to see it in secret, who rewards in secret. So here, the Lord Jesus warned his disciples again about hypocrisy. The warning covered giving to the needy, prayer, and fasting. He wanted his disciples to veer away from the examples of the hypocrites. Uh, in Filipino, it's called hypocrito. You know, hypocrito. Uh, and it's usually somebody who is insincere, but also somebody here who attracts attention for the sake of attracting attention, who acts religious to, act to attract attention, but in reality... Uh, well, the Lord is saying, if you truly want the Father's reward, then you have to do it in secret. Now, hypocrites were actors. Well, if you look at the history of the meaning of the word, it's really about stage actors. They wore masks uh, on stage, and um, where even the male can portray a female because they were wearing a mask. Now, within the context of this study, um, it meant showing off our piety or religiosity. Um, but to avoid being a hypocrite, the Lord did not want his followers to make a performance of their religious acts like giving, prayer, and fasting. So avoid doing or performing like a hypocrite. What the Lord wanted was his disciples to act secretly about these righteous works and not to call attention not to sound a trumpet, not to say, hey, everybody, 
Look what I'm doing. I'm such a good person. You see, I'm not so bad. And sometimes it's because we are so inspired that we were able to help that like little children calling mommy and daddy, saying, look what I've done, looking for affirmation or confirmation of what we've done. Yet the Lord said, no, do it in secret. Now, in, in last week's sermon, there was a discussion on what about Matthew 5.16, where you have to show your light into the world and, and um, that others may see your good works. How is that in conflict where Christ himself within the same sermon said those and uh, we would say no, because whoever you help, they have seen your good works. You cannot hide it from the people you help. Well, unless you deposit somebody to somebody's bank account and you remain anonymous, that is possible. But if you're directly helping some people, it is seen. Well, another view of that, if who you are, you live who you are, even if you do these things in secret, there are biblical statements all over. What you've done in secret, God will make known. But you will not make it known. It is God who will make known, not you. So, not calling attention. I, we had an interesting growth group discussion last Thursday and uh, where when we do something, uh, whether there's a calamity or what, we are expected to help. Because it's, the Lord said, when you give, not if you give, but when you give. So it's an expectation that we give to those in need. And that is very important. However, we also discuss certain things. Now, not everybody who says they're in need is actually in need. I remember one person saying to me, he was depressed and said, look, uh, of course, he was speaking in, in Filipino. I'm I don't even eat breakfast anymore. And he looked so depressed. I wanted to say, do you know how many people I know who don't eat breakfast? You're not going to die. Go ahead, find work. Do something. Take a bath. And work. Don't beg. And uh, yet the Lord wants us to help the needy. Yet also the Bible also says that to them who do not work, neither let them eat, because they're those who abuse it. So we, the Bible also warned that we don't support these abusers as well. If they don't want to work, neither let them eat. However, it did say that we have to give to the needy because there are people who are truly needy, who truly need help. And uh, what the Lord said, do not make a show or a performance out of it. Now, one brother asked a very good question, and he said there was this something good that somebody did, and he posted on social media, and uh, many followed the example. Now, is that bad? Uh, well, I said that's what he did was good now, but we are believers. What should we do? We just continue to do what good we have to do. Now, if somebody wants to talk about it, then that's the way it will spread. But I will not spread what I have done to inspire others. I said, what should we do? Well, if you, find, if you want to encourage other people to, gi you to give, why don't you tell the story of somebody else, but not your story? You say, I'm so inspired by this. 
And he is an inspiration to us. What a great example. But not you. Remember, the book of wisdom said, let another praise you and not your own mouth. Let another praise you, but not your own self. That's why we hate people who praise themselves, right? <laughs> now, of course, in family, you've got little kids. You really want to know what your kid's done because you want to encourage them and uh, you want to make them feel good. But as we grow as adults, we have to mature as well. No need to gain the attention, no need for the bravado or even the affirmation of any human being. We did it for the glory of God, and it's okay if only God knows. However, if you find yourself reasoning out, he doesn't know how much I helped him, then you're violating that part. Do not let the left hand know what the right hand is doing, and or vice versa, uh, which means if you help, forget about it after that. Try to even, it's a figure of speech that don't even remember it, if possible. Now, we live in an age of social media where we can reason out, no, I, I took a picture of myself just to encourage others to reflect the good I've done. Let somebody else praise you and not your own. Let somebody else be inspired and talk about the work you've done and not yourself. But if we are hungry for attention, which the world is, whatever little achievement or big achievement, many want that attention, and uh, there's this, well, the Lord is warning us not to be actors, but to be quiet performers in our righteous deeds. The model is not the celebrity model, which is to be well-known, to be popular, to find our 15 minutes of fame. Some of us want one hour of fame or more. I remember what the Lord said to Abraham. He promised, I will make your name great. But Abraham never made the effort to make his name great because that was the Lord who will do it. Now, that's the same spirit in the spirit of giving in prayer and fasting. The Lord wanted to correct a certain culture then where people wanted to show off their spirituality. There was even, the Pharisees even wore something on their arm to mark that they have done a good deed, that they have prayed this many hours. And uh, fasting has become like a status symbol. And giving became a status symbol where you give and your name is right there. And you really wanted your name to be there because you gave a lot of money. And that is not the way of the Lord. Now, I, I disagree if you said it's okay because you're encouraging others. No, let somebody else do that if they are truly inspired, but not you, not us. If you do it in secret for the glory of God, it is the Lord who will reward in secret. Now, let's go to the main discussion today, which is uh, the third part, 
fasting. Fasting is about humbling the self. Take note. Fasting, why do people fast? It's just to get hungry. Some say so that there's time to pray. Sure. But what's the real essence of fasting, if you look at from the Old to the New Testament, it is so connected to worship. Why? Because it's about humbling the self. It is lowering the self before God. Because worship is exalting God. God, you are great. You are good. We praise the Lord. But it is not just that. As you lift the Lord up, we also have to bring ourselves low. So fasting is humbling. I if you have not experienced humbling, maybe you're not a true believer yet. I'm sorry to say that, but that's the truth. You don't become a believer because you, s you join the group or you have religion. You don't become a believer because you say a nice prayer claiming you accepted him, which essentially the Lord never said, accept me as your Lord. He always said, repent, believe, or follow me. And that should be our emphasis. The Lord also commanded repentance should be proclaimed. And what is repentance? A change of mind, a turning away from sin. I'm not saying you'll be perfect, but you turned away from it. You're turning away from it. And what is sin? Sin that is written in the Bible, which is sex outside of marriage, stealing, lying, getting drunk. Don't worry, drinking is not a sin. Getting drunk is a sin. Th these are things that are clear. They're not that many, but the, the Bible has explicitly mentioned what it is. We have to repent of those. For what? For his forgiveness. Why do we need his forgiveness? It is the understanding of the character and nature of God. That although God is merciful, God is also just. And going back to the explanation in the gospel, why do we need to humble ourselves? Because we know who he is. He is merciful, but he is just. Uh, sometimes when I proclaim the gospel, I give an example of a judge, a good judge, an earthly judge. And what if this earthly judge has a nephew who committed something against the law? And the punishment of that, the penalty based on the law, is that nephew must spend many years in prison. Now, if this judge were here today, and he has a name, and you know who he is, and he's a judge here in Naga City, and you find out that he, because of that relationship with a nephew, gave a sentence that is so light that as if he wasn't really paying any penalty to society. Now, how would you feel about that? Now, we would say that is unrighteous and that is biased. So if people say, how can a loving God send people to hell? Well, do you want God to be a righteous judge or not? However, through Christ, based on the ceremonial law that he introduced through Moses, so that in the Old Testament, we would have an understanding of the work of Christ, 
The work of Christ, by the way, is not necessarily or mainly healing people and feeding the 5,000. The main work of Christ was paying the penalty of sin. Why? We are all guilty. Anyone who says he's not guilty does not understand himself or herself. We are all guilty of sin. Therefore, we are all sinners. I'd like to make the case that we are all sinners. Why? Well, we are sinners. Well, you say, I don't, what have I done? Well, if I ask you, have you lied? And you say, yeah, but only a few times. I have done more good than bad. Let's take a look at that statement, which is, will not stand in the court of law. The one who killed somebody cannot say, look, I have done good to society. I have donated this. I have helped so many. Now, I only killed once. Please, judge, do not give me the penalty against what I've done because I'm a good man anyway. Why do people call me a killer? I only killed once. How many times should you kill before you're kill, called the killer? Does it have to be 10 times, then there, there, therefore you're a killer? Or just once that you're a killer already? How many times? Just once. Have you lied in your life? Just once. Have you lied? Then you're a liar. We are liars. Have we sinned? Just once. Then we are sinners. Because we are sinners, we are guilty by divine law. But in the Old, old Covenant, there Christ was reflected through the ceremonies where an innocent lamb had to die for the sin of the one who offered it. I mean, the animal had no connection with your sin. The animal was innocent, but they paid the price for your sin and that it was done every year to cover your sin. Now, in Christ, he was the innocent person, meaning he had no sin, Yet, he received the penalty, the justice of God upon himself. That's why he died. Yet, he rose again on the third day because after paying for our sins, he himself had no sin. Therefore, death could not hold him. Remember, since Adam, they were warned, if you eat of the tree or if you sin, you will die. They did die, first spiritually, and the physical death happened many years after, but they did die. Christ died for our sins, but because he himself had no sin, he could not be physically dead forever. Therefore, he rose again from the dead. Now, in Christ meets what? The justice and the mercy of God. That's the only place. Outside Christ, there is only justice. 
I don't want justice because I will fail that. Because I sinned just once. However, there's a way for mercy. And that was through Christ. Now, why do we humble ourselves? We, are hum we humble ourselves because we are grateful. We are thankful. We humble ourselves because we are ashamed. Ashamed not necessarily before people, but ashamed before God. Now, it could be uh, many reasons. We humble ourselves because we feel that we are spiritually weak and we need strength from God. Therefore, we, we voluntarily weaken the desire for food. We erase the desire for food. And food is both an emotional and physical desire for humans. We remove that in a season of fasting and what do we replace that with? Our hunger towards God. We learn to be hungry for God and His Word, for God Himself, more than the basic necessity of food. So don't just fast so you have more time to pray. No, we bring down ourselves before God. We humble ourselves. And remember, the promise given to those who humble themselves is what? Those who humble themselves before God, God will exalt in His way, in whatever way He wants, not our way. So the way, the biblical way is we bring ourselves low before God so He may exalt us. The world's way is different, exalt yourself. But the consequence of that is God will humble you one day. Now, let's go to the text. Not like the hypocrites is the first point. Verse 16 says, And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces, that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. And what's that reward? Well, the chance to show off. The chance to get attention, the chance to be seen by others, that's their reward. They've been seen. The Lord warned his followers not to look gloomy when they fast. Again, the hypocrites, you know, they make, they look sad. So when, or, or they look hungry. <laughs> they look unpleasant on the face to show they are fasting. Well, they have no reward. The instructions are the same with prayer and giving. If we do it for the sake of acting it out, then we already have our reward. But there will be no reward from the Father if we want the attention of men, of people. Well, how do we apply this? Our motives must be sincere when we fast, which is to humble ourselves before His Majesty and express our need for Him more than food. In the process, we learn to be hungry for Him, and we learn to be content with Him. For the season of fasting, content without food, whether you skip a meal or two meals, or you, you fast a day or two days or three days, you learn to be content with Him. We had several fasting seasons in this church, and sometimes I ask around the growth group leaders, 
how the fasting, we don't force anybody. It is a fully voluntary process. I don't even ask you personally, how long have you fasted? It, it doesn't matter. It between, it's between you and God. But what I am interested in is, have you tried it even at least once? One meal at least. And it's good to fast. Well, there's a diet fad today called intermittent fasting. I'm not talking about that, all right? I'm talking about fasting to humble the self, not fasting to reduce weight, all right? It's a fasting dedicated a time to bow low, to bend low, and be hungry for God in our hearts. We express our need for Him, and we learn to be content. Now, some says, I did not fast food, but I did fast. I fasted Facebook. Okay, sure, you can do that, but real fasting is the abstinence of food. Okay? Let me clarify that. It's good to fast from Facebook once in a while because not, well, not just Facebook, all the social media platforms. Some have this idea that their whole life must be reflected and all their emotions should be reflected. And you think that is cool and that is good and you felt an emotional release. You might feel good, but you don't know how the rest of the world thinks. Me as an employer, as a business coach, as a performance coach as well, and not only I, we see a lot of that as weakness, that you cannot control your words or your emotions and you have to reveal it in social media. And why is it weakness? You reveal, easily reveal what's on your mind. The weakness in your mind is revealed just because you want to hit back or spite somebody back. First, be careful not to sin when you speak. Another, even if we go practical, that is weakness. And in the art of war, sorry, this is a church, but in terms of competition and strategy, that's a really bad thing to do. So if you look at CEOs, some who use social media, they have a particular purpose for that. And it's not like the ordinary or average people who will, I think, remain average because they just reveal themselves openly to others without discernment or consideration. When you fast, don't post it. Nobody has to know. Now, we may know because when we declare fasting, maybe half of us will be fasting, but we don't have to ask one another. You may open up and ask for advice on how to fast. If you have comorbidities, as they call it today, consult your physician. But if you seem to be healthy, you won't die with one meal or two meals. Some said, I fasted no food, but I was drinking choco milk. I said, that's still not fasting. You know how sweet and delicious that is. 
you remove the desire for food. But again, we don't do it for the sake of showing how religious we are. But should we do it? Christ expects us. Because he said, when you fast, not if you fast. When you fast, he expects his disciples to fast. Second point, look normal. Well, I think I'm, I should not. Maybe this is a wrong phrase. If your normal looks bad, then don't apply this, okay? Um, <laughs> you know that some of the worst advice is be yourself. <laughs> you have to look at this, what kind, what, be careful with that, con the, how you use that in a certain context. Be yourself. What, what is that? Disrespectful, dishonest. Don't do that. Don't say be yourself. Now, what, what do I mean by say look normal? Where the regular thing you do, which you take a bath, you fix your hair, you fix your face, you dress up properly, not looking like a beggar. That is what I mean. Take note that the Lord expects his disciples to, pa to pa fast because he said, when you fast, let me just read this again, not if you fast. However, he gave instructions on presenting oneself before others, wash the face and fix the hair. In verse 17, let's read it. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face. Before they used to put oil on the head, that's anointing the head. Right? Nowadays, we use not oil. I think we use wax or something like that. But oil is a good thing in the, in the desert areas where it's not, well, unlike here, it rains all the time. But in places where it's very cold that their skin dries up or very hot where their skin dries up, they use oil. And the oil has perfume in it. It smells good. There are flowers put in there. So when he said anoint with oil, it also means put on some cologne or something. Well, in other words, if that is your normal, then look normal. No need to act like a hypocrite, like, I'm so, I'm fasting. The truth is, after the third day, you don't feel hungry anymore. Some even just one day, they don't feel hungry. They feel hungry the first day, but after a certain day, the hunger goes away. And you can live on water. So no need to act like a hypocrite because actually, yes, there were times you will feel weak, but there will be many times you will not feel as weak. But no need to show it for the sake of attention. Take note, one can fast in secret. Application. Well, <laughs> my application is so down to earth. Take a bath. Why? You'll feel refreshed, right? <laughs> Take a bath. So, uh, number two, brush your teeth. Uh, so practical. You know why? Because if you're not fasting, your breath stinks. All right? Well, Brother Ed, no problem. We wear masks today. No need to brush my teeth. No. You will smell it because you're wearing a mask. And then once upon a time you loved yourself, there will come a time you will hate yourself because of your bad breath. Well, it's partially a joke and partially true. 
Okay, comb your hair and put whatever ingredient you need to look normal. Do not look so weak in your face and body. If you're going to be weak, stay at home. All right? Stay in bed. Pray. Then roll over and kneel down and roll back or sit down and pray. And as you, you fade to sleep, you're still communing with God. Listen to the scriptures being read. Read while it is being read. Listen to a sermon. Listen to worship songs. Be filled with God. In the Old Testament, especially Nehemiah and Daniel, they fasted because they wanted God's attention. Take note, not man's attention. God's attention. Because they were praying for their people, they were praying for their nation, and they desperately wanted to call God's attention. Does God know everything? Yes. Does he hear all the prayers? Well, there, there's a part in Psalm 66 that says, if I regard iniquity, sin in my heart, the Lord will not hear. But does he know? Of course, he knows everything. However, then suddenly a prayer will come up to him from fasting and said, oh, somebody's fasting. Now, that's how I would picture it. It is to call on God's attention for your desperation. Now, lastly, my point would be the Father's reward. Christ exalted the virtue of secret righteous acts. He showed the value of fasting without being noticed by others. The Lord even gave practical tips. He expressed that the Father rewards acts done sincerely and not for performance. Let's read verse 18. That your fasting may not be seen by others, take note, not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. The same theme from giving and praying. Uh, well, we do public prayers as we pray together. What he's saying are those who show off. Like I mentioned to you, there's even a tag of how much you've prayed during the day, during those times. So in that context, using prayer as a way to reflect spirituality or look, I'm more spiritual than you, or just look how good am I, follow my example. Uh, well, that should be done quietly. Prayer as well, secretly hungering for God. The same way fasting, with the same thing, it is God who rewards, not men. Therefore, our focus must be on God. And if we do it secretly before God, and it is God who rewards us. Now, every believer should desire to honor the Father. And to honor Him is to glorify Him alone through His Son. Take note, glorify Him alone, not, not including you. Give glory to God alone. We must beware of the desire to promote the self in the eyes of others. Spiritual pride is a dangerous thing. Let us glorify him alone. And here you see, as a believer truly matures, not from the outside but from within, he desires less attention on his spirituality. He wants more attention to God. A and that's a transition period. Now, don't look at one another and judge one another. Oh, I know a brother or sister talks a lot about himself or herself. Well, what we do is we pray for one another, but first ourselves. Maybe we're the same thing without knowing it. 
if others are not bragging, but you see their example, follow the ex good example. Follow the good example. Application, again, we should not boast or make a show of our good works. There is no place to exalt our morality. We should live moral lives, but we don't exalt it. We don't bring ourselves up. What we do for the Father is for the Father to see. And if done for Him alone, He will reward. We intend to point others to the Father through the Son by proclaiming the gospel. And the best, best way to point to the Father is the gospel of Christ. I keep saying, let's not get tired of the gospel. In Filipino, wag natin pagsawaan ang ebanghelyo. And what is that? The suffering, death, and resurrection of Christ. And we call people to believe, and he did say, that repentance for the forgiveness of sins should be preached to all the nation. So we intend to point to the Father. No one should boast. We can only boast in the work of Christ, not our work. We can only boast in who He is, not who we are. We can only glorify Him and not ourselves, not our church, not our family, but Christ Himself. Let us take time to reflect in everything we do for the glory of God. That it's not for men, but it's for Him. Because if it's for men, what if men are no longer watching? Will you still serve? What if nobody's thanking you for your service? Will you still serve? Or it, it's dependent on whether people appreciate me or not. You've become fully secular, which I fully understand in the sense that those are the things we study in business school. Show appreciation, which is not bad. We should. But if our work for God is dependent on those human elements, I pray that we will all one day mature and do it for the glory of God and nothing else. So I share to you a poem called Proper Fasting. We should fast, the master implied. This is the truth and not a lie. The Lord said, when you fast, not if. No worries, no need to be stiff. Skip a meal or two, a day or more. To bow low, emptied to the core. Humbled by his grace and goodness, learn to revere his holiness. Thus, let's fast with the right intent, energies not unwisely spent. Let's not be like the hypocrites. Instead, let's fast as he permits. No need to show off in public and no need to look weak or sick. Rather, wash your face, fix your hair, and our motives let us beware. Else, no reward from the Father unless the fasting is proper. Sincerely and for his glory, that should be the only story. Let us all rise and let us pray. Lord, we thank you for this morning, for reminding us that it is about you, not about us. Life is about you, not about us. 
the gospel is about you through Christ our Lord, your justice and your mercy revealed in Christ. Teach us to give properly, to pray properly, and to fast properly. Careful in everything. Not to attract the slightest attention to what we've done. But in secret, we want you to be glorified. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for Christ. We thank you for this morning. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the fellowship of his Spirit be with you all. God's people say, Amen. God bless you. Good morning.